0: You're listening to The Souvenir Shop, a podcast about random objects from the past. Number 3 Scandal. A small round metal tin that once, very briefly, held 50 grams of Royal Beluga caviar. It was a birthday present from my sister in law about a decade ago, and Anita and I ate the lot on Ritz crackers that evening in front of the telly. Like oysters and mum champagne, the main appeal of caviar is that it is very expensive. I love the stuff, but have to admit that in a blind tasting, I wouldn't be able to distinguish it from the black lumpfish roe, the fake stuff, available from any supermarket for a couple of quid. My paternal grandfather, Alf Diamond, ran away from home in his teens and learned bookkeeping at evening classes while living in a Whitechapel hostel for the homeless. After carving out a career in the 1920s, he fell victim to the Great Depression. He was unemployed and struggling to keep his young family from the poorhouse. But from the mid-1930s, things improved. He joined the retail tailoring firm Dax Simpson and within a decade or two, he rose to become the company's financial director. As a brand, Dax was, and is, an international byword for taste and style. The finest quality ready-to-wear clothes for any gentleman whose means didn't quite run to an account at Savile Row. A Dax three-piece suit from their flagship Simpsons department store on Piccadilly told the world that you had arrived. I still have my father's one, hanging unworn for years in my wardrobe, and if I can just get my waist measurement down an inch or two, I might try it on again one day. In late 1961, a discreet memo arrived on Grandpa's desk at their Stoke Newington factory. The government of the Soviet Union was looking at the possibility of importing DAX suits for privileged officials and party members but before any negotiation on price or quality began they would need to road test some samples. To this end the Soviet embassy sent one of their senior diplomatic staff along for a fitting. He was very pleased with his suit and a half kilo pot of beluga caviar along with a litre of Stolishnaya vodka arrived the next day for grandpa. A small gesture of thanks. My grandparents taste in food extended no further than chopped liver or meat and two veg, so long as one of the veg was red pickled cabbage. Similarly, their alcohol consumption began and ended with repulsive Paul Wynns kosher dessert wine, drunk once a year at Passover. This meant that they immediately passed the caviar and vodka on to my grateful parents. Another week, another memo from the embassy. The Soviet people were grateful for the generosity and fraternity shown to them by the skilled workers of Dax Simpson. In addition, would it be possible for another of their representatives, this time their defence attaché, a Captain Ivanov, to come along for another fitting, just to doubly ensure that the Soviet trade ministry would be making the right decision? Oh, and if possible, a grey pinstriped with spare trousers and extra darting on the waistcoat would be nice. Another caviar and vodka thank you arrived. The trickle of Soviet officials visiting the Stoke Newington factory soon became a deluge, along with the same tokens of gratitude. Now Grandpa was nobody's fool. He knew that Soviet embassy staff were using their position to get tailored freebies, just as they were probably doing at Harrods, Fortnum & Mason and their nearest Jaguar dealership. But this was at the height of the Cold War and the board of Dax Simpson saw how indulging some light-iron curtain-related grifting might pay dividends once international relations thawed. Meanwhile, my parents contended with a different issue. By mid-1962, they had a cupboard stuffed with caviar and vodka. Like the Rockefellers and Gettys before them, I imagine they found out in the most pleasant way possible that a little sturgeon roe goes a long way. The problem was that the stuff keeps for years until opened, but then needs to be consumed on the day, and half a kilo is a lot of caviar. At the time, we were living in a two-bedroom council flat in Hackney, and my parents were struggling to keep my heads above water. Mum once told me of the Sunday night when they had no food in the house except half a packet of cream crackers and a lot of black fish eggs and by this time they were sick of the stuff. The Dax freebies, the caviar and the vodka came to a sudden and unexplained halt in January 1963 for reasons which would later become clear. As is well known, In 1961, the Secretary of State for War, John Profumo, began a torrid affair with Christine Keeler. This might have stayed hidden as just another posh dalliance, were it not for the fact that Miss Keeler was also sharing her bed with Eugene Ivanov, a Soviet spy and proud owner of a DAX three-piece suit. Soviet intelligence got wind of the coming scandal long before it broke in the tabloids, and immediately recalled Ivanov, along with nearly all their embassy staff, to avoid any international incident so soon after the Cuban Missile Crisis. In a textbook example of the butterfly effect, John Profumo's inability to keep it in his trousers resulted in the inhabitants of a Hackney Council flat no longer enjoying a surfeit of Russian luxury goods. I still remember a few tins of Beluga being around until the mid-1960s. I tried a spoonful at the age of around five or six, but my then immature palate decided it wasn't for me. Grandpa retired in 1970 and died in 1978. In the early 1990s, a Japanese company acquired Dax Simpson and moved production overseas the Piccadilly Department Store and the Stoke Newington Factory are now, respectively, the flagship branch of Waterston's and a self-storage facility. John Profumo spent several blameless decades running Twainby Hall Settlement in East London, where I briefly met him during the 1980s, a living relic of a time when ministers still resigned if they were caught lying to Parliament. I didn't mention the caviar. Black Lumpfish Row is available at all good branches of Lidl. That was Scandal, written and read by Matthew Diamond. If you enjoyed this, then don't forget to like and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see you next time.